Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This episode of the Absolute Sports Betting Degeneracy Podcast is brought to you by MyBookie.ag. Don't know about MyBookie? They are redefining the gaming scene for both sports betting and online casino games. Sign up at MyBookie.ag using the promo code absolute dgen to claim a deposit match up to one thousand dollars that is right one thousand dollars absolute sports betting degeneracy hey everybody arch here and it is saturday morning which means we are talking the national football league week 11 max what is going on yeah, thank Christ we're not talking NCAA football. <laughs> What's wrong, Guru? <laughs> After yesterday's showing, uh, the Guru's dead. Long live. Uh, we've never had a Guru on the show. I mean, we once had one guy that showed up and talked college football for like 10 hours at a time. Uh, but we've never really had a college football Guru on the show. So uh, heavy, we- heavy is the head that wears the crown. Uh, no, I no longer want that crown. I want to talk NFL. That's all. No more NCAA football for me. I'm done. Max is on to Cincinnati. (laughs) Literally. (laughs) What's going on, Panther? I feel like he's already firing shots. Like, do we want to have a guru on the show? I have me and Arch do the fucking college football show. I'm six and one on my bets the last two days. This is going to be, oh, Rich and Max are trying to get Panther fired up. This is going to be an adventurous show. I'm I'm just cautioning you D-Gens now. They're, They're just, they're poking the bear. That's what they're doing. They're poking the Panther. I'm sorry. No, Panther, you're right. I'm I'm really sorry. You you make a great point. Arch is a great college football guru. You made a great point. Thanks. Motherfuckers. What's going on, Rich? Poking the panda. Hey, apparently uh, Garcia LB does know who the guru is uh, over on the Deegan site. Richie Rich, the soccer genius slash guru. Thanks for taking care of the Deegan family. You're all welcome. So I, I am the football guru. There you go. Break out your orange slices. Grab your juice box and follow uh-huh. Rich's soccer picks and my scarf. Well, you did. And what happened? Tell me what happened. I hit. I hit. Uh, yeah, I hit some money there. Hit it. Still waiting. So are, for- are we friends again? <laughs> Since uh, we made money last time on the fantasy football thing, like seven years ago. Yeah, yeah. I, I say you've got some value, Rich. Some, some value. All right, let's get to it. We got a whole slate of Sunday games to talk about. First up, we are going to Cleveland, almost Cincinnati. Browns opened up minus three. They are minus three as it sits right now, Max. Maybe three and a half. Depends on your book. Yeah, it was just two and a half yesterday. So yeah. it's, it's shifted It's shifted back to normalcy, if you will. Uh, you know, listen, man. Eagles fans are not the most patient of people. They're, <laughs> they're, looking, they're looking at Carson Wentz right now. And if he tosses any interceptions this week, I think they're going to be calling for his head. Uh, he has the same amount of interceptions thrown this year as he has touchdowns. Uh, just it's it's increasing the chatter around here in Jersey. Uh, there's a lot of Eagles fans here in Jersey, and, and you can hear it that, that uh, they're done with this dude. And I mean, they might be right. He's a good quarterback. He makes bad decisions. Uh, after last week, he had a healthy team. It's it's hard to argue that he should not be putting up better numbers here. And I don't think it gets much better for him this week. Uh, Brown's defense is pretty good. We'll see. The, the Brown's defense is pretty good overall. But they are great at forcing turnovers. 
So I think they can get themselves in really good field position, make Baker Mayfield's life a little easier, uh, possibly get a defensive score or two, and, and that could be uh, the difference maker. I expect the Browns to run the ball, uh, let Mayfield do only what is needed to win the game. And I'm not saying that as an insult. I'm not saying he's a game manager here. I think they just need him to play cautious. If they want to win football games, he can't do too much. Uh, he he hasn't thrown touchdowns in the last couple of weeks, but he also isn't turning the ball over. That is a way for them to win. Um, I will lean the Eagles here, though. I think this is going to be a close one, but the Browns should get the win. Yeah, Cleveland, you know, the Browns haven't left Cleveland in a month. Um, this is their third straight home game. There was a bye in there as well. So they haven't had an away game since October 25th. Um, so they're home again, and it looks like weather could possibly play a factor again. This time, not hurricane winds, but uh, some potential rain in the forecast. You know, their last two games against the Raiders and the Texans, they just couldn't get anything going with the, the, the winds and everything circling in the stadium that I kind of think, they might give Baker a little bit of leash to throw the ball, but the Browns have built this thing on Chubb and Hunt. They've, they've been really the true uh, rushing kings of the NFL uh, without using their quarterback. The running backs are getting it done. The Eagles, I mean, they're, they're just bad. If you go back in their last five games, they've lost three of them. Their two wins are against the Cowboys and the Giants. So I'm just not giving the Eagles much love. And as we talk about on the fantasy show, how much we hate Carson Wentz. Um, I mean, this guy is just a turnover machine. And, you know, to Max's point, I think the Browns will probably pick up a couple turnovers in this game. So um, I am going to bet the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, this looks like a game you can get your chub and hunt on because the uh, Eagles defense is pretty bad against the run. I think they're ranked 26th, something down there at the bottom of the pack. Whereas Cleveland, you know, they want to, you know, they want to do the UFC stuff. They want to protect May Baker Mayfield and then ground and pound the other team. However, with Miles Garrett out sick, I think that uh, with the COVID. Um, you're probably going to get more time for Carson Wentz than usual. So he, he might make less mistakes than we expect. I do think this will be a pretty tight game from beginning to end because Cleveland really can't separate themselves from anybody or anything. So I am going to lean the Eagles and take the points. Oh, man. Okay. Got you in. I got to agree with Panther. Maybe not bet it, but I'm, I'm definitely thinking Cleveland is the play. It's going to be close, but I do think that in the end, especially since that hook got shaved off, it looks like it's three flat everywhere. So, yeah, I, I got to lean, got to lean Cleveland here. I think they can get this one covered probably by, you know, a touchdown. Uh, the total in this one, 46 is where it opened, 47 and a half now. Uh, yeah, I'm going to bet the over on this one. Uh, I have this at uh, 58. Uh, so I, I do think this goes over Browns, 25 Eagles, 23, 58, uh, 48, 48. I'm oh, sorry. 48. Oh, my bad. Yes. I have the 48. So I do have a shade over, but I, 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 I like it. Uh, Browns, 25 Eagles, 23. This is just going to be a lean for me because I, I don't know how that weather is going to play out. It could be some on again, off again. We've seen how the Browns like to grind out the clock, keep it on the ground. The Eagles are very explosive. So, um, it's going up, but if that weather plays a factor, which I'm anticipating it will, I think that will keep the scoring down a little bit. So I'm going to lean the under. Yeah, when when you think of the Browns and you think of the uh, Eagles, you do not think scoring. 
I, I have the game slightly going under, scoring 46 points, so I am going to lean the under. Yeah, I you know, it tells me that it's going to go over. I, I'm going to bet the over, but I, I wouldn't necessarily follow me on this. I, I, that, that game last week, Houston-Cleveland, wind or no wind, those guys weren't going over in the Superdome, man. It was just... Those were some pretty poor-looking offenses, and I don't think the wind had that much of an effect on it. They just were pretty predictable, couldn't move the ball. I'm still going to bet the over, I, but I wouldn't touch it if I was the same person. <laughs> uh, next up, we've got Atlanta and New Orleans. This one's exciting, uh, you know, because it opened mid, you know, early. Early line was like six and a half. It's three and a half now. New Orleans minus. Yeah, I mean, um, news broke yesterday that the Saints will go with QB Taysom Hill as their starter. Um, Hill's the heir apparent to Drew Brees in New Orleans, so they, they want to see what they have with him and meaning, meaningful starter minutes, um, you know, pressure games and making playoff runs. Uh, I guess that means that they know what they have with Jameis Winston, right, which is kind of an indictment on a very highly talented yet highly mistake-prone quarterback. The Saints, they've won six in a row. Uh, they, they're they now going to deal with life without Breeze, who might be out for the rest of the regular season, they're saying. So we'll see about that. Uh, New Orleans offense began to look healthy last week. And I'm not shitting on Hill here, but he's not true fucking Breeze, right? So I, I don't know what to expect from this New Orleans offense. Uh, everyone's saying, oh, this could be more dynamic, blah, 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 blah. I don't fucking know, really. Uh, I think this is a risky game for them. Uh, Falcons are three and one. Uh, since making that coaching change, probably should be four and zero since firing Dan Quinn. It's a team that has ranked third best in offensive efficiency since week six. They ranked twenty first in offensive efficiency in their first five weeks. So, am I calling for a money line mafia play here? Not exactly. <laughs> I, I want to temper expectations. Uh, the Saints are a highly talented team, and the Falcons do have a propensity for shitting the bed especially late in games but i'm still gonna bet atlanta here i think they can keep this uh within two yeah the interesting thing about the falcons is that their defense has played remarkably better since uh dan quinn's firing they've given up games of 23 23 17 and 27 explicit the curious thing is the 27 was to the broncos of all teams um but they, they played much better on the defensive side their games are typically close um, the interesting thing about the Saints, side note, uh, for you guys that play daily fantasy or you're going to put in your fantasy lineups, uh, I put mine in this morning. You can get Taysom Hill as your tight end. So you can get quarterback points from the tight end position. So I want to throw that out there for you guys that are, that are looking at fantasy. Um, Taysom Hill, it says a lot about Jameis Winston. It says a lot about uh, the direction the Saints want to go. Um, I believe Winston was already brought in just for a one-year deal anyway. Hill is the heir apparent, so they say. Um, I did not realize he's already 30 years old. He served a stint in the Army, and that kind of delayed his time in, in uh, football. But the the line movement has me very cautious. Vegas obviously isn't on board with his starting. So I'm almost on board with Max. I agree with the Atlanta play. I can just only lean it. I'm going to lean the Falcons. This game kind of surprises me with the Sean Payton move here with Taysom Hill. Uh, he's thrown, I think, 11 total passes in the last two years. Jameis Winston, I think, was 7 for 11, filling in last week for Drew Brees. I don't know if this is a head fake or what from the uh, folks out of New Orleans. I don't know what to expect from Taysom Hill. They're going to line him up in the pistol and run him 50 times. 
I'm not so sure, but I still think they're better than, at least on the defensive side of the ball, than Atlanta. I have New Orleans winning this game, and uh, I, I can't bet them, though, because I don't know what to expect out of the quarterback. So I'm just going to lean the Saints. It's going to lean the Saints. Yeah, it's weird. I'm not sure what to make either. That was my first thought, too, Rich. Is this is a, you know, this is a, would you say a head fake? Yeah. I kind of thought it was, too. I'm going to bet New Orleans. I love lines that overreact. I was I was hoping it was going to be Winston, but <laughs> I'll, I'll bet him with Hill still, too. I think, you know, I think uh, usually when backup quarterbacks come in, the, the line overreacts. I hope this is just an overreaction. So we'll, we'll see what happens. You know, to, to Rich's point on the head fake, the, yeah. all they said was Hill is starting. Yeah. He could very well just take the first snap and then Winston comes in. Like, we, it could be a Sean Payton ploy. You know, we really have no idea. Well, I did read that they said Jameis is not a part of the game plan. Hmm. So that was a little bit more stern than the other, the other dude starting. Okay. That's, that's really surprising, to be honest. Yeah, me too. Almost so surprising that I think it's a trick. <laughs> Total in this one is 49. I'm going to lean the over in this mm-hmm. one. I have the Saints winning 28 to 26 here for a total of 54 points. Hey. If my math is correct this time around. You know, the, the Saints have actually, their offense has been really tempered. They had 30 in overtime against the Chargers, 27 against Carolina, 26 in overtime against the Bears. The, their big outburst was against the Buccaneers, and then 27 against against the 49ers. So they're really actually only in, been in the mid-20s. Falcons, same. They're about a 24-point team. So that puts me um, leaning just ever so slightly on the under. I like the under. I have this game going considerably over. Atlanta's defense might have been, might be getting better, but they're still pretty bad. Uh, they're really bad against the pass. Uh, you know, Taysom Hill may have only thrown eleven, but I think he can throw them up there and still probably complete f- enough against this defense. So I'm actually going to put my money on uh, on the over in this game. I'm betting the over. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, I'm leaning the over here. I can't quite get to the you know the confidence level I like. So uh, just a lean on the over me on this one all right we are going all the way over to five dimes to look at detroit carolina apparently uh it looks like right now five dimes has detroit minus one yeah i actually was able to uh get this in as a pick em. so okay. uh, but but still um we'll, we'll talk about this game at minus one uh injuries i think are the big storyline here panthers quarterback teddy bridgewater listed as questionable christian mccaffrey is out mike davis is gonna play but he's banged up uh, Detroit, they're going to be missing Danny Amendola, Kenny Galladay, and running back DeAndre Swift. Matt Stafford has a messed up thumb that he's going to play through. So this is looking like a fantastic game. <laughs> uh, I think that could mean that old man Peterson uh, gets a bigger role this week. Marvin Jones should be targeted a lot. Uh, he's listed as healthy. He, he did have some injury questions earlier in the week. Uh, Lions defense, we know they have not fared well against running backs this year, but uh, Davis has been trending down. Uh, I think added with his injury that we saw last week. I think this could be a week where Matt Patricia actually shows some defensive efforts. You know, the kind of efforts that was supposed to get him that job in Detroit. Maybe we'll see some of that this week. And I think the Lions win this game. So I, I know a lot of the books do have this off the board. Uh, I did get him in the pick'em, but even at the minus one, I will bet Detroit here. Well, Max, if it goes up to like two or three would you still feel good no okay it is minus one they are winning the game 
<laughs> that's it. By one point. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. At a pick em, I'm picking Detroit to win the game. At minus one, I'm still picking Detroit. Anything over than that, I am not picking Detroit. This is a lean at like it's it razor margins here by numbers. So are you betting at minus one? Or I'm betting at minus one. And that's yeah. it. Okay. And 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 and, and hope for a push. <laughs> they will win by one. That is it. Well, and he's not wrong. If you go by their season averages, Detroit is two points better on offense and Carolina is two and a half points better on defense. So it, it really is razor thin. The Panthers, the Panthers are on this massive losing streak, but they've been competitive all the way up until that ass thumping from Tampa Bay last week. And even then they were competitive for the first half. Uh, Buccaneers didn't turn it on until the, the second half, but uh, man, Detroit, they're three and two on, on the road. So they're actually played better on the road than they do uh, at home. But with all these injuries, uh, you're putting everything in Marvin Jones. I guess that makes Adrian Peterson the running back again with Swift out. Um, I'm not seeing him on injury report. So maybe he's a game time decision. I don't, I'm not sure about DeAndre Swift, but um, you know, Carolina's won too many games to just like punt. Like they're, they're not in the top five you know, draft pick carousel here. So I think they're going to put a, a little bit of effort into this game. So uh, I can't bet this game. This is terrible. I'm just going to lean the Panthers. Hey, when you look at Carolina, I know they, they're on a big L streak, but they've lost to some pretty good teams along the way. Tampa Bay, Kansas City, New Orleans, when Chicago was playing well. I mean, they're not now, so but it looks a lot different today than it did back then. And the only team that they lost to that you might say, you know, is, is a bad loss is Atlanta and Detroit. You know, they, they're kind of all over the place, but they're also in. Uh, it seems like they're in every game, too. With all the injuries, I just can't take a side because you don't know if Stafford with his thumb is going to last the whole game or not. You don't know about DeAndre Swift. So with all those injuries, all those question marks, it's a question mark for me. I'm going to lean the Lions, but no way in hell I'm going to bet them. Yeah, I, yeah, I have a hard time picking a side in this game too. I'm gonna lean Carolina because I'm getting a a point. <laughs> That's it. I wouldn't bet this game though. Good luck, Max. Thank you. Forty six and a half is what you got. I will bet the over Ooh. in this one. Uh, Lions twenty five, Panthers twenty four. Um, total score forty nine. So I'm going to bet the over on this one. Yeah, this is actually unusual for Vegas to do this because by all the um, numbers that we have combined, their offense, they're at 48 and a half. Their defense, they give up 56, almost 57. So both of those numbers are on the over. So, yeah, I got to agree with Max. I, I'm going to lean me over here. I agree with all three of you, but I'm not going to lean. I'm going to reach down and move my hand to the left and make a bet. I'm going to bet the over. Mm. He not just doesn't me. listen to me. He just literally does not listen to the word coming out of my mouth. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to lean the over. Unlike Max, I can't bet it. I'm just going to lean the over. Yeah, I can't bet it because it would not surprise me if this thing ends up 23 to 20. Yeah, or maybe people just you know drop like flies during the game too. Why not? Since yeah, they're, <laughs> they've been bit by the injury bug. We're going to need Adam Sandler and the water boy. Yeah. All right. So everybody's on the over varying degrees in that game. Very interesting. All right. New England, Houston next up. This is the one that's given me some, some uh, difficulties. Uh, New England on the road is minus two. 
you know, Panther and I have both stated that there's some dangerous, quote unquote, bad teams in the league. I think the Falcons and the Giants probably lead that list. But I don't want to discount Houston here. Uh, when you have Deshaun Watson at your quarterback, good things can happen. Uh, he's been playing much better without Bill O'Brien there. He's not thrown an interception in six weeks. Uh, he's found a nice groove throwing to Fuller and Cooks. But New England can neutralize a passing game. And if they can do that, Houston just crumbles. They cannot seem to consistently run the ball. Their defense has its own Pornhub category for the amount of gaping holes that gets penetrated week after week. Patriots team should be able to run the ball all over the Texans here, dictate the pace of the game. I think Newton appears to be fully recovered from COVID. He's playing at a a similar level that got us kind of excited earlier in the year. So maybe let's not bury Bill and the Pats just yet. I think they get a road win this week. Just not sure if they cover it. So uh, with this being so close, I will lean Houston here, home team getting some points. Uh, But Patriots should get the win. Uh, Patriots have struggled on the road. Their lone victory on the well, on the road has been the Metropolitan Jets. I don't know if you get much cred for a three-point win in New Jersey. Um, Houston, though, same problem. They can't win at home. They're uh, one in three at home with that lone win being the Jacksonville Jaguars. So um, do we bury the hoodie? I, I think much is going to be made of that Baltimore game. I, I look at the New England's resume, and that Baltimore game just stands out as a fluke. Um, I, I'd love to watch them run it back. Houston, you know, Max made the great point. I mean, Watson has played so much better since they got rid of O'Brien. Um, Fuller and Cooks have been healthy, but David Johnson has not been the answer at running back. They can't get anything going. Their leading rusher might very well be Deshaun Watson, and that's not what they want. The, the, the line just seems off to me and I, I can't make sense of if we typically give that Vegas three point home edge, then Vegas is actually calling this a neutral field five point game for the Patriots. And I'm not I'm not seeing that. So it almost makes me think Vegas is daring you to take the they want you to take Houston. To say, I, I want Houston, but this line actually seems off to me. So I'm gonna lean New England. The uh, the Houston team can't run and both of the Johnsons might stay in the locker room. Duke and David are both injured. Um, Duke might play, may not play. I think that the other one is out for sure. And then um, the Patriots with Damian Harris and and Cam Newton should be able to run all over the Texans, and that's going to put a ton of pressure on – on the quarterback from Houston, who I'm drawing a blank right now. Sean Watson. Sean <laughs> Watson, man, it sucks getting old. I think that you're going to see the Patriots follow up that Baltimore win with a very strong win again. Uh, I'm going to bet the Patriots. You here. are going to bet the Patriots. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not crazy about this because it's telling me to bet Houston, and I and I want to bet Houston, but I don't. I just can't talk myself into it. It's still the hoodie, and I still. Still, I'm a little worried about him. He's going to dust off his playoff plan for Houston, just like he dusted off the one for Baltimore. And maybe he's got the right uh, strategy. So I'm going to lean Houston plus the two. I should be betting him, but I'm not going to. Uh, The total in this one is 49. I'm going to lean the under in this one. I have the Patriots winning 23 to 22. As I mentioned, a really close one here. Uh, That's a total of 45 points here. So um, solid lean on the under. Looks like there's some line movement because I had it at 48. 
just not too long ago. So if the trend is moving up, then something is awry. There's something really off about this game. So I, I'm going to lean the over. Yeah, I agree with with Max and about the oh, right around the same total. I have uh, the Patriots actually winning twenty six to seventeen or eighteen, so around forty three, forty four points, forty five points, somewhere in that area. That's below forty nine. Not enough below for me to bet the under, but I'm definitely going to lean heavily that way. This is almost a dumb push for me. I mean, just so close. I'm I'm going to shade ever so slightly on the under, but yeah, it's, it's it looks like a dumb push. All right, next up, Steelers and Jaguars. Uh, Steelers on the road, minus 10.5. Steelers aim to start the season 10-0, and 0, uh, get a great opportunity against a one-win Jaguars team. Uh, Jake Luton, though, man, he's fared well in his three starts, but he, he's got to deal with the league's best pass rush this week. I think the Steelers should be able to get constant pressure on him and also not sacrifice their run defense because uh, that that could be a way for Jacksonville to get to the Steelers is to run the ball. Uh, man, you know, ultimately, I do think uh, uh, Luton uh, will still have a decent game. I do expect at least one interception from him, probably a handful of sacks. Uh, so it's not going to be a, a, you know, a fun day for him. But I think I think he can move the ball a little bit against the Steelers team, put up a couple of points. For the Steelers, uh, I think their offense should be able to move the ball in this dreadful Jaguars defense. Um They've given up 24 or more points in their last eight games, all of them losses, because, you know, they started the season off with that one win, and Arch thought that his over was a, a definite uh, over four and a half uh, wins, and it's not going to happen. Sorry, buddy. It doesn't look uh, like it. But they're not as bad as everybody said. They're not as bad as everybody they're not, said. No, yeah. they're not. I, but I had them at 1 of 15, and they could possibly be 1 of 15. Uh, and their defense is a huge portion of that. I don't. I don't expect that to change this week. It, it's a lot of chalk. I don't usually like doing this, especially on a road team that I keep expecting to falter. But all signs, everything points to a big Pittsburgh win here. So I will bet the Steelers. Are we at ten or ten and a half? Ten and a half. Ten and a half. Yeah, ten and a half. So it just keeps going up. Keeps so everybody, the whole world, public and. Uh, sharps probably are betting pittsburgh here um it, it's such a tough one because you know prior to pittsburgh's waxing of cincinnati last week they had a five-point win a four-point win a three-point win um maybe they just like to wax ohio teams because they beat the shit out of cleveland as well so um jaguars have been close as of late uh, the last two games you know two points to houston four points at the Packers, but before that, they were consistently getting waxed. The Chargers got them by 10, Detroit by uh, what, 16, 18 points, Houston by 16 points. So they're very capable of getting beat by more than 10 points. It looks like they're getting, they were getting beat by those by mediocre teams, right? Houston's not great. Detroit's not great. Chargers are still trying to find their way, and, and they found a way to lose by 10 or more points there. I think Pittsburgh can take care of business. They'll probably call off the dogs midway through the third quarter. I'm not sure the rushing game will matter because Pittsburgh will get up big and then Robinson will – James Robinson will probably factor more in the receiving game than he will rushing. So I'm, I, that's why I faded James Robinson in, in the fantasy this week. But I, I'll agree with Max. I'm not confident enough on the 10 and a half, so I'm just going to lean the Steelers. I'm um, concerned about a couple of things for the Pittsburgh Steelers. One, next week they uh, or their next game is against Buffalo, I think. So they, they could be uh, – hold on. No, I think they play um, Baltimore next week. 
So they could be um, looking forward to that interdivisional rivalry. And then two, the last time they played a crappy team on the road was my Dallas Cowboys. And they had to pull out some late scoring in the fourth quarter to beat the Cowboys. So it looked like they kind of took that game off. I wouldn't be surprised if they take this game off too. I'm kind of mixed feelings on this one. I, two different ways I do things. And one, it says the Steelers are an easy win. And the other one, it says it's right around the number. So I'm not going to bet the Steelers. This looks like a, you know, like a trap game to me. I'm just going to lean Pittsburgh. going to lean Pittsburgh. I got a piece of Jacksonville last week against the frauds. I still think they can keep it within the 10 and a half. I'm going to bet Jacksonville plus the 10 and a half. I don't think this is a money line mafia call. I just think they're going to keep it. You know, I think they're going to lose by 10, 10 or 50. I'm not sure which. So uh, the total in this one is 46, 10 or 50. Did you apply your Dallas Cowboys metrics to this game? <laughs> yeah, This could get ugly. This could get out of hand so easy, so quickly. But if Jacksonville can keep cool heads, I think they can actually stay within the spread. Yeah. So uh, at 46, I'm going to lean the over here. I got the Steelers winning 32 to 21 for a total of 53 points. So uh, I do think this one should go over. I mean, this really is all dependent on how much Jacksonville can score. The Steelers defense has been phenomenal. Um, 24 seems to be the ceiling for their defense to give up. And, and that's good teams. Baltimore got 24. Tennessee got 24. Jacksonville's not in that caliber of offense, so I don't think they get to the 24. I'm going to lean the under here. 27-19. You know what that is, right? Dumb push. Dumb push. Uh, so I will I'll slightly lean the under. I think Pittsburgh should be able to hold up their end, but I'm not sure Jacksonville will hold up their end. So I think the margin of error is to the downside, so I'll lean the under. I'm going to lean the over in this one. Uh, I, I I have it just barely going over. So, yeah, not enough confidence to bet. Just a, just a lean on the over. And I feel like Sex Panther today. Have I taken an under yet? Oh, yeah, I took one. Okay. Next up, we've got the frauds versus the greatest defense the world has ever seen. We've got Packers on the road plus, let's say, one and a half. Yeah, this has shifted a bit. It was it was they had two yeah. and a half earlier today. Uh, by the numbers, listen, you, you're looking at the number one defense in the league against the number six offense in the league. By the numbers, I tend to think that those numbers are misleading. Uh, both <laughs> these teams are a tad bit overrated in how they play defense and they play offense. Uh, the Packers they have not fared well against top ranked defenses. They got beaten down by Tampa when they played against them, and the Colts they can't shut down. Very good offenses. So really, this the, yeah, they beat up on the bad teams and great. So that's that's why they're number one and six, respectively. But you play the teams in front of you, right? That's what Rich always says. So the teams in front of them this week are the number one defense and the number six <laughs> yeah. offense. Uh, so, so <laughs> I expect a bit of uh, normalizing between this uh, between the two teams today. I don't think either one's going to have a dominant game. Uh, Colts offense, I think, does have a chance to produce this week against a mediocre Green Bay defense. But it all comes down to Old Man Rivers like it does every week and avoiding his turnovers. If Rivers throws more than one interception, this game is over. Green Bay gets a road win. Ultimately, I do think the Packers win this one on the road. 
And if not, they keep it very, very close. But I have trusted this frauds team one too many times this season, and I've gotten burned quite many times this season. So I will only lean Green Bay here. <laughs> I'm like, I like this game about as much as I like that New England Houston game. Uh, when you say Packers versus Colts, the, the first reaction for me was, okay, is easy. I'm taking Green Bay. And then. Indianapolis is the favorite. And that just tells me Vegas is trying to bait somebody into Green Bay. I don't know, Max, maybe while I'm yapping, if you can look up what the uh, public and sharps are doing, but um, this just seems very trappy. Green Bay, I want Green Bay to be the play, but the fact that the Colts are the favorite gives me a large dose of pause. Um, I think Aaron Rodgers can get to this Colts defense. Um, Tennessee got to him for 34 points last week. So um, I, I really think Green Bay wins this game, but I'm trying to learn to take what Vegas is giving me, and Vegas is telling me to take the Colts, so I'm going to lean the Colts here. Yeah, well, Vegas is – is I think they're telling you to take Green Bay. Uh, well, I think they're telling you to take Green Bay <laughs> to avoid you taking the Colts. Uh, the The public is all over the Packers. What a shock. Yeah. Uh, the money, of course, um, slightly on Indianapolis. We're talking about um, about a 13 14% difference between mm. public and money. Pretty significant. Mm-hmm. So when you think about a football game, you usually want to pick the better quarterback, right? That's the key position in the NFL. There's no question that Aaron Rodgers is a little bit better at this stage or maybe a lot better at this stage than Phillip Rivers. So in that case, I definitely would lean towards the Green Bay Packers. The only problem is what makes Phillip Rivers bad sometimes is he turns over the ball. And Green Bay is 30th in the league on defense and creating turnovers. So they may not get that interception or two or three from Phillip Rivers that we're used to seeing in some very competitive games. I think it's a competitive game. I think Green Bay is the better team. I think Green Bay wins the game. But I have it only by one point. So I'll take the point. I'll take the Packers. But I'm only going to lean them. Only going to lean it. You're getting points on the team you have winning. You want to bet it? Well, I have them winning by one. So, and um, the other way, I have them not covering by enough. So, I, I like to have my margin of error, and I'm not outside that window. So, I'm not going to bet it. All right. I have them winning by a lot, and I still can't bet the book because <laughs> of the sharps. Like, really? Like, I have the, I have the Packers beating the hell out of Indianapolis, and I still can't bet it because the sharps are telling me not to. Yeah, that's where I am. I like I Packers by two touchdowns, and and the Colts are favored. It's this is a weird one. I'm going to lean Green Bay here plus the points, but I'm not betting on the frauds. It's a team that couldn't even handle Jacksonville, right? <laughs> uh, the total in this one is 51 and a half. Uh, I will lean the over in this one. Uh, Packers 30, Colts 24 for a total of 54 points. There you go. Well, that's some disrespect for that Colts defense and too much respect for that Colts offense. Um, I don't trust either, so I'm going to lean the under. I have the game at 26 for the Packers and then 25 for the Colts. So I'm right at 51. I'm going to lean the under because once again, I think that the downside is to the, uh, to the downside. So I'm going to lean the under. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to lean the under here too. I just, it wouldn't surprise me if it goes over the sheets telling me to bet the under don't want to do it because I don't think the Indianapolis Colts uh, defense is 
that great. I, I can see this going over pretty easy. So yeah, it's a it's, it's a, a lean on the under, but no real confidence there. All right, Max. If I was a confident sort of fellow, where would I go? Same place that I went this morning to place my bets. That is my bookie. Whether you are new to online sports betting or a seasoned pro, my bookie strives to create the absolute best online betting experience for all of their customers. So easy to use. Listen, you don't have to make the bets today. You can make them tomorrow or you can live bet them. You can watch the game. And if you like what you see, a few, few clicks away on your computer or your phone, you deserve to bet with the best. So head over to mybookie.ag and sign up now using the promo code ABSOLUTEDGEN. You can claim a deposit match dollar for dollar all the way up to $1,000. It is a bonus designed to give you a little help and a head start to a winning season. That is promo code ABSOLUTEDGEN for you to claim your bonus when you make your deposit sign up today be ready for all of these great games and we got another one coming up right now arch which one is it we've got the bengals and the football club oh so we don't have a great game coming. never mind never, Dis- yeah. Dis- yeah disregard everything i said about a great game coming up <laughs> no, no no uh so this one looks like it opened up maybe as a pick'em, and now it is the football club minus one and a half it's bounced around yeah. actually. Uh, w- when when we looked at this in the early lines, it was Washington minus one, and then as we're talking on the show, it became Cincinnati minus one. So it's kind of it, it really has been ping ponging back and forth in in that range. Uh, the Washington football anthology has been faring pretty well with their defense this season, but now it kind of looks like their uh, defense has taken a little bit of a step back. And their offense has picked it up the last few games with Alex Smith at the helm. So if they can put the two things together, maybe they still could win the NFC East. Who knows? Uh, They got a good matchup to show off some offensive abilities this week. As Cincinnati's defense, particularly their run defense, is not very good. Uh, Despite some downward trends for that Washington defense, I like them. I like their defense. They're one of the best teams against the pass. I think it's going to be another rough day for rookie quarterback Joe Burrow here. Uh, But if you're asking me, can the Bengals win this one? Well, since some idiot money line them for the second week in a row in the early lines episode, I sure hope they do. But on this day, we're talking our official picks, and I'm trying to give some solid betting advice to our listeners. I can only lean the Bengals here. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I, I can't mm. officially give you my thumbs up stamp of approval on the Bengals here, even though I did money line them earlier in the week. <laughs> so it's almost almost acute. I'm money line the Bengals. Um, this is like the third game that scares me. You you tell me just off the cuff, looking at nothing. Bengals versus potato skins. Bengals all day. I'm jumping on that. Give it. Cincinnati's winning this game, and now you're telling me I'm looking at Caesars has Washington minus one and a half. Um, I feel like Vegas is trying to sway you another way the Bengals are 0-4-1 on the road they got that infamous tie against the Eagles um you know offense I, the Bengals just got way more weapons 
right, than Washington. And even though it looks like Joe Mixon will not start again, Giovanni Bernard should have a much easier task against that Washington defense than he did against the Steel Curtain. Um, so I think the Bengals can get back to – whatever Bengal football looks like. I'm not sure, but it's better than 10 points last week. Um, Washington's just been so inconsistent. They play close games. They lost. I mean, look, look at their losses. They lost to the Giants twice. They lost to the Lions. They've beaten the Cowboys. I, I, they're losing to bad teams. Cincinnati is a bad team trending the right direction. I like Cincinnati, but again, I feel like Vegas is trying to bait you into taking them. I'm going to lean Washington, and I don't feel good about it. Cincinnati uh, owns just about every statistical edge over the Washington Potato Skins football squad. I think that Joe Burrow is going to find this day. I know that the um, the Redskins defense is much touted as on, on the upswing. But, hell, Daniel Jones had a good day against them, and I think you're going to see Joe Burrow have a really good day against them. I think Cincinnati will be able to control the clock, control the game. They'll be able to run. They'll be able to pass. They'll be able to protect Burrow. So I think Cincinnati wins this game. I'd much rather them get the point than give the point. But I'm going to go ahead and, and bet Cincinnati here. I think they do go to Washington and take care of business. Well, good news for you. They are getting a point and a half. Good. Right? Yeah, I'm going to lean Cincinnati here. I like a lot of things about Cincinnati. Just wish they were a little bit more consistent. Um, it's, it's close. I've got them. Um, I've got Cincinnati winning most of the time, but not all the time. So it's yeah, just a lean for me on Cincinnati. Uh, the total in this one is 47. Uh, it is 47, and I'll still lean the under here. Uh, Bengals win this one 23 to 18 for a whopping 41 <laughs> points. So we've got some wiggle room to play with that under, but uh, only a lean for me. Ooh, okay. Yeah, I've got this more like 24 to 23. That I put you at the 47. And I think this I'm putting I'm dismissing Washington altogether. This is all on Cincinnati. I think they can score more than 24 and I think they'll give up more than 23. So I'm going to lean the over. Mute button is sticking a little bit. So I apologize for that. I have Cincinnati winning this game um, 23 to 19, 42. Um, so that's under. So I'm going to revise my, my, my play here. I'm going to put the mafia. I'm going to put the moneyline mafia Godfather hat on and go ahead and switch from lean uh, from betting uh, Cincinnati and taking the points. Just just flat out moneylining them. I'm going to moneyline the Bengals and the game's going under. But I'm only leaning the under. You're leaning the under, betting the money line. Okay, we'll find out that money line is in a second. I'm going to bet the under. I, I've got it right about what Max has it at, and I I feel pretty good. I want to do it. I want a piece of the under need to bet more games today so let's do it I'll bet the under all right tennessee I, I, i'm like the ultimate arch today i bet one game yeah you are looking good you probably have a good day uh tennessee baltimore next up tennessee is plus five on the road <laughs> Yeah, uh, Baltimore's allowed over 165 yards per game rushing over the past seven games in the playoffs last year. Derrick Henry racked up 195 yards on this Ravens team. So there's a chance that that Henry can break out of his little funk this week. But let's see if that leads to some points. Uh, Ravens seem to oscillate between giving up a lot of points or nothing at all, right? Um, 
They gave up uh, on average 18 points per game this season, but that Patriots game is fresh in my mind where they allowed a very lackluster offense to score 23 on them. Uh, Baltimore has also allowed two Pennsylvania teams put up close to 30 points in consecutive weeks, and that that's allowing Carson Wentz to put up 28 points on you. That, that You should be thrown out of the league there. <laughs> on the flip side, uh, they did you know, hold Joe Burrow to three. They limited Phillip Rivers and the Colts to 10. So it really show, it, it just shows you how banged up this defense is and how much inconsistency that Baltimore has week to week because of these injuries. And I think they're going to need to right the ship today defensively. Uh, they're going to have to hope for a solid performance from Lamar Jackson so they can avoid these consecutive losses. And ultimately, I do think they get it done today. I think they can beat a struggling Titans team, a team that has lost three or four games, a team that was number two on our fraud list or possibly number three after my fantasy football team uh, ranked in, in into that list as well. Uh, so... I do think Baltimore uh, does get the win today, but it's a close one. Uh, wh- what's the what's the line right now? You got uh, Baltimore minus five. Yeah, still too much for me. I will lean Tennessee here. I think this is a, a close win by Baltimore. Yeah, that line movement that that's just today. Uh, it was six an hour ago, um, so that gives me a little bit of pause here too. Seven, seven three hours ago. <laughs> Wow. Wow. Um, yeah. And the thing I can't get away from, like, I want to take Tennessee, but I'm looking at their last five games. They got whacked by the Colts. You beat the Bears. You get no love there. You got whacked by the Bengals, um, lost the Steelers. OK, and went to overtime to beat the Texans. Uh, this is a team that's really underperforming, earning that fraud status. I think they're better. Tannehill's better than that. Derrick Henry's better than that. Now, they do have some significant injuries. Uh, Adam Humphreys is out. Um, McCole Pruitt, their tight end, is out. Davey Clowney is out. Um, like half their defense is out. Uh, so they're dealing with some serious injuries here that are keeping them out. But the line movement, again, wow. Two points in three hours. Um, God, I want to bet some more games today, but I can't find them. I'm going to lean Tennessee here. Tennessee, when they've played against some solid defenses, last week against Indianapolis, they couldn't crack 300 yards total offense. Against the Bears, they couldn't crack 250. When they played against Pittsburgh, they couldn't crack 300. Buffalo is probably the only decent defense that they're able to get over 300 yards on. Baltimore is at least a decent defense. If, in the NFC, they'd be the you know the best defense there ever was, no doubt about it. But in the AFC, they're you know they're an okay defense. I think in uh, the Tennessee offense struggles again against a better than half, you know top half defense. I'm going to think Baltimore is going to win this game. I have them covering, but not by enough to to bet it. I'm just going to lean the uh, Baltimore Ravens. All right. But on the flip side, maybe Tennessee doesn't move the ball as well as they could against you know, average defenses, but Baltimore does not do well against a team that gives them any kind of any kind of resistance at all. So I'm going to bet the Titans plus the five. I, I think they can handle this. I think they can get it done. I think they have a smarter coach for sure. A uh, coach who doesn't panic very easily. That's interesting too, because uh, you and I were talking this last Sunday about the uh, the the proteges, like the Andy Reid proteges versus the Bill Belichick proteges, and, well, this, is yeah. another, and this is another matchup of the two, right? Mm-hmm. The Harbaugh uh, uh, versus Rabel, and uh, yeah, I, I tend to agree. I know one of them has a Super Bowl win as a coach, but uh, I, I, 
tend to think that Vrabel's a smarter man. Yeah, no, no doubt. I, I agree. Uh, yeah. Belichick was bound to get one. One good protege, right? <laughs> you would hope. Forty nine and a half. It's trending up is your total. Yeah, and I mean, I, I like the over here, too. I'm leaning it. Uh, Ravens 29, Titans 23. A uh, total of 55 here. So I, I do like the over. Not enough to bet it. Um, not, not a lot of totals that I'm just jumping all over to bet this week. I'm seeing a lot of difference between what the money and public are doing in these totals, and, and it's freaking me out because pretty much every game that I haven't bet on, uh, the the sharps are on the opposite side. <laughs> this this is no different. Uh, the sharps love the under here, and my metrics are saying that this goes over. So uh, I'll, I'll stick with a lean there. It's some fishy totals. I think Panther would agree it's too. Weird, there's there's yeah. some fishy totals out here yeah. this week. Trappy. Yeah, stuff. I haven't bet one yet, and I'm not going to bet this one either. But I've got this as a field goal game, something along the lines of 27 to 24 gets me a 51. Um, so I like the over. And one more thing I want to point out we didn't discuss the Titans played last Thursday, so they had an extra th- uh, three days to prepare for this game, too. Might take that into consideration um, on if you're betting Tennessee or Baltimore. I'm a hook away from being a, de- a, a dumb push. So I'm at 49 combined points, ever so slightly leaning the under. Under lean. I'm going to lean the over in this one. I, I've got it going over by almost two points. So not quite enough to bet it, but it's definitely a lean on the over. Can't believe how many overs I'm throwing out here. Dallas, Minnesota next up. Clash of the Titans. Uh, Minnesota is minus seven. They were up to like eight and a half, I think. The Cowboys have the second worst run defense in the league. So Dalvin Cook might have an absolute monster of a game, or they could just rest him. Maybe the game, <laughs> maybe, maybe the game gets out of hand. Uh, on paper, this seems like a no-brainer for Minnesota on how to win this game. But this is a team that lacks brains in the coaching spot. Like, really. They, they, you could probably see you know Kirk Cousins throw the ball 50 times today because this Minnesota team doesn't know what the hell they're doing half the time. Uh, I don't actually expect this game to get out of hand. Uh, quite the opposite. I think this could be Dallas's best game since Dak went down with his injury. Uh, this team is rested. I think they're a bit healthier. They're playing a defense that can be run on and thrown on. I think Amari Cooper could have a bounce-back game here. Uh, I, I know Dallas is 1-8 and eight against the spread. I know Arch's Cowboys betting model says that we need a lot more here to feel comfortable with them. But I like Dallas here. Do I like enough to bet them? No, hell no. Uh, <laughs> there was a temptation, but I, I will lean the Cowboys here. I, I really think that they can keep this close with this Vikings team. The uh, Cowboys are 0-4 on the road. Um, I think much is going to be made of that game against Pittsburgh two weeks ago. Uh, but you you skip over that game. They got whacked at the Eagles. They got whacked at Washington. They got whacked versus Arizona. I mean, when I say whacked, they put up 10 points, 3 points, 9 points. The, the outlier is that Pittsburgh game. It stands out as, as just a fraud of a game. Maybe Pittsburgh took the foot off the gas. I don't know. But I'm not a believer in Dallas, particularly on the road. Minnesota's been playing much better. Um, albeit they're being beating some bad teams and uh, one max fraud team up in Green Bay, but they won three in a row. And I, I'm not sure. Maybe they're making a push. They can probably get in the playoffs in this weak NFC. 
But the only thing that gives me pause, again, significant line movement. My, I mean, I would be all over the Vikings. I am all over the Vikings, but a point and a half that's getting better for them. This is probably the one time I'm not going to agree with Vegas. I will bet the Minnesota Vikings. If there's ever going to be a week, the Cowboys should be ready. This should be the week. They've had a lot of time off. They are getting a lot healthier on the uh, offense and defensive side of the ball. For me, the question is, which quarterback are they going to start? Are they going to start Dalton or are they going to start Gilbert? Quite frankly, as a Cowboy fan, I think Gilbert looked much better than Dalton did. At least he throws the ball more than one yard down the field, unlike the Red Rifle, who is uh, more like a water gun. If Gilbert starts, I think the Cowboys have a chance to stay in this game. If Dalton starts, I don't think they have a chance to stay in this game. I'm hoping they start Gilbert. I'm going to lean the Cowboys here, take the points, because I do think that they'll be able to pass the ball pretty effectively against Minnesota's lack of a back end on the defense, and you're going to see those wide receivers put up some stats. So I'm going to I'm going to Gilbert lean the Cowboys. Oh, there you go. I'm going to lean the Cowboys here, too. Seven is a lot of points. I think they're probably going to start figuring things out in Dallas. So, yeah, I think they can keep it within the seven. I'm not going to bet them. Um, but if they get smoked, if they absolutely get smoked by the booger-eating morons in Minnesota, then good God, I mean, this is – fire everyone. Just salt the earth and just build a whole new football team. Good God. <laughs> yeah, well, here, here, here's a little thought on this, though. Jer- Jerry's a bright guy, and we know he hates to lose. But at this point, what are they playing for? I, I get it. Mathematically, they can win the division. But aren't they better off starting Andy Dalton? Take the uh, Adam Gacy Jets approach of let's just fucking lose and get the higher draft picks. At this point, you're two and seven. Like, what do you have to gain by winning? At this point, you're two and seven. You can win the East. I mean, that's yeah. that's that's the conundrum here. Is Dallas isn't a bad team? Uh, you know, like uh, th- this is a team that some people on the show thought could win the Super Bowl this year, or at least make the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah some genius. <laughs> so, I mean, but uh, but to, to to Rich's point though is like going into the season, like no one thought that they were going to be this bad. I think they've had a string of bad luck. I think they've had a lot of injuries. I think that defense. I think they need to look at a defensive coordinator that can do something there. Uh, they could win the East, and that's the problem. Is when when a bad team, a two and seven team, could still win their division. You're in that gray area of should we tank it? Should we go to win? I mean, look look at the Washington team. Washington wins this week. They're right in the top spot for the East. So uh, it's it's really weird. I don't know what Dallas needs to do. I everyone loves to get the top draft picks. I get that, but this is not a team. They could they could just bring back Dak if they wanted to. They could just bring back the crew and focus it on their defense and, and spend some money uh, get a new defense coordinator and and go at it again next year. Right? Uh, who knows? Um, to me, they could win this game. Like they they I don't I don't love Minnesota. No. <laughs> I really don't. No. Well, who can like booger eating morons? Yeah. <laughs> All right. The total in this one is 48. Uh, once again, man, geez, I'm leaning the over here. I, over. Okay. I, I'm scrolling. I'm scrolling again. I, I think there's how many unders? The one, two, three. Geez, uh, three unders this week for yeah. me. Oh, God. God almighty. Yeah, I, I'm leaning the over here. I have Vikings winning 29 to 25. So that is a total of 54 points there. I I think this is definitely an opportunity for the Minnesota Vikings to shine. Kirk Cousins 
could probably even pull some Kirk Cousins bullshit and still have a decent day, even with a couple turnovers. But um, this comes down to the, for me, this comes down to the Cowboys. I hate their offense. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott has not been able to get it going. Andy Dalton's been off. The entire offense has been awful since Dak went down. Um, so I'm digging into the couch cushions, but I'm looking at you, Dallas. I need some points from you because I'm going to lean me over. I think Dallas is going to find something in the couch cushions for you this week. They're going to come out and they'll put some points on the board. Maybe not because the offense has that gotten that much better or Andy Dalton's going to throw the ball past the, you know, the line of scrimmage. It's just that back end of that Minnesota secondary is not very good. So I can see C.D. Lamb and Amari Cooper giving the Minnesota secondary fits. Uh, I'm going to actually bet the over here because I am counting on the Cowboys doing their part. All right. The famous last words. I'm I'm going to lean the over. I think you guys are right on. Max, uh, our point total is almost stupidly similar, uh, so, but it's just a lean for me here because there's too many unknowns. Can Dallas actually play football? I don't know. We'll, we'll find out. All right. Next up, we go by rotation, not necessarily time. Kansas City at Las Vegas. Interestingly enough, Bet365 has Kansas City minus eight. Five times has them at minus nine. Pinnacle's got Kansas City minus six and a half. And this game spent a good portion of the week off, off the, the board. board. Yeah. Yeah, be, because the fact of, of all the COVID issues with the Raiders, uh, 10 defensive players were on the COVID list. I think we find out either later today, early tomorrow, uh, how many of them are actually going to miss the game. I don't expect it to be more than two. From what I'm hearing, everyone has pretty much passed the tests this week, except for one player who's a pretty uh, important uh, defensive player for for the Raiders. So I think it's much ado about nothing there. Um, so I th- they'll get those people back. E- either way, man, Casey's just going to be motivated to beat the hell out of this team, a team that, that shocked them earlier in the season. Uh, Chiefs defense going to want some revenge as well. The problem is and it's going to sound stupid here, I think if they want to do more, they have to do less this week. Derek Carr, I think, is second in the league uh, when uh, under pressure, only behind Patrick Mahomes. So when he's being blitzed and under pressure, I think his QBR is second in the league only to Patrick Mahomes. The Chiefs blitz at the seventh highest rate in the league. So my thought is don't blitz as much. Just put some personnel in the secondary, some extra personnel in the secondary, and make Carr do bad throwing decisions, which he can do, right? Make him throw into double coverage or make him throw to a receiver that isn't necessarily the best option there and give him less pressure. So that, that's my – we'll see what the, the Chiefs defense does. That's my take on it. There's a lot of questions in this game. I could see the Chiefs running away here. My metrics, though, have this as a – razor thin super close game so i will lean the raiders here with those points this was probably the one game when we talked on tuesday that i was the most confident in um the kansas city is going to they're not losing to the raiders twice in one season <laughs> andy Reid has dominated the afc west since he got there um defenses May not matter again. Uh, you look at the quarterback play. The two quarterbacks, Mahomes and Derek Carr, have thrown for 41 touchdowns and only three interceptions between the two. They don't turn the ball over. They're very good with the ball and very efficient. Um, 
I think part of the line movement also might be Clyde Edwards-Hilaire was on the injured list um, throughout the week. He's been taken off of it, so he's go for the game. But I think this just comes down to Kansas City riding the ship and Spagnola stop creeping your damn safeties and leave them back in center field where they belong so you don't get burnt by four passes over 40 yards in one game. I think the Chiefs get that corrected. I like them in a blowout. I'm betting the Chiefs. I think there's creeping everybody up to the line of scrimmage because they can't stop the run. So they have to get more guys into the box. And I don't think they're going to be able to stop the run this week either. Um, Unfortunately for Kansas City, none of the COVID defensive players play on the offensive side of the field. I think it's going to be another big game for Josh Jacobs. They're going to pound, 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 control the clock. Derek Carr is not going to have to really do a whole lot. I think the Raiders will have a shot to win this game. They probably won't, but I am going to lean the Raiders and take the points. All right. So Pinnacle did take it down again. The six and a half, I guess they felt they were exposed. So it's off the board again. Bet 365 still has it up at the eight. So that's what we're playing with here. It's a lot of points. I'm going to lean the Raiders. I, yeah, it, uh, one of my metrics actually has the Raiders potentially winning the game outright. So, ooh, scary stuff. How can you, of all people on this planet, lean the Raiders? I got to lean the Raiders. I think I've leaned against Kansas City quite a few times. Uh, yeah, those. Almost, almost, almost this whole season, yeah. I've just been against Kansas City. <laughs> but against Kansas City is one thing, but for the Raiders is something else. If the Chiefs could beat up on weak teams handily, I would start to I would give them a little bit more credit in my spreadsheet, but I can't. They're not. They're just kind of playing to the level of who they they're playing against. So yeah, I would I, I'm going to lean the Raiders. He's going to lean Las Vegas. How about that? Oh, the, lean, oh yeah, Las Vegas. Lean, lean Las Vegas. Yeah. yeah. All right. He can't bait me, Rich. <laughs> he can't do that at all. Uh, Fifty six and a half is your total. That is confirmed at Bet three sixty five. Yeah, Christ. Once again, I'm leaning the over here. Like. I got, I got the Chiefs scoring 29. I got the Raiders scoring 29. I got 58 total points here. So, uh, once again, leaning the over. Uh, this is actually tough to me because I, I, I do have Kansas City doing their typical, getting about 35 points. The big question for me is how many the Raiders actually score because I think the, the Chiefs do win this handily. I'll put them about 21 or 24, which will still get me on the over. So, uh, I will lean the over. I have them combining for 52 points, so I'm going to lean the under. Last time out I had it, I think this game under two, and it just went way over what was combined, 72 points. <laughs> so I, I don't have any confidence that either defense is going to stop either offense. So I, I'm, I, I'll go with what the spreadsheet says, lean the under, but I'm staying far, far, far away. Yeah, I'm going to lean the under in this one as well. I, I've got it just coming under the 56 and a half. So if it moves, you know, either direction, it will be time to recalculate. But as it sits right now, it's an under lean. I expect the Raiders kind of just want to survive and get 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 out of this game and get to the next week. All right, Miami, Denver, next up. Dolphins on the road, minus four. Yeah, it seems like a nightmare scenario for the Denver Broncos. Uh, they fumbled the ball away a lot lately. They lead the league in interceptions. And this Miami defense feasts on turnovers, and they put points on the board after getting those turnovers. Drew Locke has been regressing significantly lately. I think he tossed four interceptions last week. So I don't 
expect him to magically become John Elway this week, unless maybe you're talking about the football executive version of John Elway. <laughs> the Dolphins are looking like a very scary team. Uh, their offense really hasn't dropped off too much since making their quarterback change from Fitzpatrick. Uh, I think as a bettable team, the only other team that has done better against the spread this season is the Steelers. So apologies for making the absolute obvious choice here, but I will bet the Miami Dolphins on the road to cover this three and a half, whatever it is. I think that's what scares me the most is it seems so obvious. Um, Denver's lost three of their last four and should have lost the one that they won against the Chargers. Um, Chargers doing Charger things by blowing 18-point leads. Uh, the Broncos have not looked good really on either side of the ball. Um, they've given up over 30 points in each of those four games. This team struggles on offense. They're getting hammered on defense and they're not that whole, you know, Oh, going to mile high is an intimidating thing. They're one in three at home. So, Oh God, I feel like at least the line's going the right direction. I think the line still is really, really light. It's way too obvious to take Miami, but I'm going to do it. I'll bet the Dolphins here. It is obvious to bet Miami, and I'm going to do so. I think the Dolphins can win this game handily. Um, Denver's heading in the wrong direction. They're not very good on defense. They're not very good on offense. Miami's okay on offense and okay on defense, but they're by far the better team. They're definitely the more opportunistic team, and Denver will give them a lot of opportunities to be opportunistic. So I'm going to bet the Dolphins too. It is screaming at me. Like the most confidence I can have on any game this week is betting the Miami Dolphins. This <laughs> is a money line play on the Broncos all day. Yeah, no, I know, I know. I'm just pull your finger out of your nose if you're listening and bet Broncos money line. <laughs> yeah. But Jesus, yeah, I don't know what's going on here. Some somebody knows something we don't know because good God. Yeah, Dolphins are gonna cover the four. The total in this one is forty five and a half. So is that a bet? Or are we French oh, kiss? Oh, I'm betting. It's a French kiss. All, all hands on wow. deck. Wow. Uh, once again, leaning me over here. <laughs> That's a broken record time. Dolphins 29, Broncos 21 for a total of 50 points here in this game. Lean on the over. Yeah, like I said, the Broncos have consistently given up over 30 points. So you expect, suspect Miami will reach that 30 mark themselves, which means we only need Denver to get to 16 points. I think they get there, so I will lean the over as well. I got Miami winning 29 to 20. That adds up to 49, I think. That's over, but again, not outside my margin of error, so I'm going to lean the over. I think this is actually going to end up being maybe just a, a, a horrible game, an ugly-ass game. I'm going to lean the under in this one. I think it's just going to be just ugh, just garbage, and you know, Miami will end up winning by, you know, what, 10 to 3. It's under. Boy, Max took the college football guru title. Now he's just trying to erase Panther from existence with these totals. It's crazy. <laughs> Well, I know one thing for sure. I'm, I'm not going to lose on the Clemson game tomorrow. Oh, yeah. We just I saw that push, too. <laughs> yeah. No Clemson. Uh, Jets Chargers, last game on the board. We saved the best for last. Chargers at home minus, it's either 10 at Pinnacle or minus 9.5 in my bookie. Yeah, Joe Flacco getting another start for the Jets as Sam Darnold sits out with possibly mono, possibly a fear of ghosts. Maybe he's seeing dead people like the Sixth Sense. Uh official injury list says shoulder injury, whatever the fuck that means. Jets have not won a game this season. 
possibly don't want to win a game until Jacksonville or some other of the bad teams in the league win more to give that cushion, right? So I think the Jets management pulling the strings, whatever they need to do to get that number one pick. In theory, though, this is a winnable game for the New York Jets. Uh, all seriousness, uh, the Chargers, they have a respectable offense. We know that. But their defense is so banged up. Their defense can be beaten. Flacco and the Jets showed that they can score some points against the Patriots. Now, non-Darnold quarterbacks for the Jets are 0-6, dating back to last season. But if that mandate wasn't on this team to lose at all costs, I think they could win. Uh, Herbert should have a big game against a very injury-depleted Jets secondary. I think they it's all rookies starting this week in the Jets secondary, so uh, should have fun there. And I think L.A. gets a much-needed win. And they also have a chance to buck that trend of winning games only by a single score. I think they could win this by more than, say, seven, right? But I can't trust them, man. I can't trust them with a big line. I can't trust L.A. in general. So I will still lean the Chargers. I do have them winning significantly against this Jets team. But there's no way in hell I can trust L.A. right now. Uh, this is actually finally a line that makes sense, right? The Jets at double digit or near double digit on the road. Um, you know, the, as much as we beat up on that Chargers defense, the Jets are markedly worse, like to the tune of 50 yards per game worse, 45 of that in the air. Um, they're really bad on defense, as Max mentioned. Yeah, all these injuries. Uh, Sam Darnold is not doing himself any favors because they're allegedly in this quarterback sweepstakes for the draft. You would think if you wanted to be part of the future, you'd at least get your ass out on the field. But um, this Chargers team just has too many weapons, too much explosion on offense. As bad as their defense is, I don't think it matters with the Jets. I'm always looking for the outliers. The Jets have had actually two decent games where they performed offensively. And they were on, when they were the exclusive team, they were the only show in town, right? Thursday night against the Broncos, they put up some points. Monday night against the Patriots, they put up some points. This isn't the case. There's no Sunday night, Monday night, Thursday night. They're just a blah game. So they will shit the bed and get their butts kicked. I'm betting the Chargers. The Chargers have a decided advantage on both sides of the ball. The New York Giants uh, Jets offense is to – uh, offense with the Cowboys defense is to defense. They're just magnitudes bad. And then they're not too far away from the Cowboys on defense either. So I expect that Justin Herbert and Keenan Allen and Mike Williams and the uh, the guys in the powder blue uniforms are going to have a very strong day on offense. And as bad as their defense has been, I mean, they were able to somewhat corral um, the Kansas City and Mahomes offense when they played. I don't think you're going to see another good game all year from Joe Flacco. There'll be a couple turnovers in here, and this game turns into a runaway. I think you can probably bet the Chargers by halftime to cover the 10. I'm going to bet the Chargers, too. Oh, okay. I'm going to lean the Chargers here. I don't have enough confidence. It's it's a lot of points for to ask for this Chargers team. So, I, yeah, it's, it's too many. Nine and a half, they'll probably cover, but I wouldn't feel good about myself betting that. Uh, the total in this one is 46 and a half. Guess. I got you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Over lean. Uh, wrong. It's a bet on the under. Really? 
Yeah, I'm betting the under. Wow. I got this at 40. I got the Chargers 28, Jets 12. I am betting the under here. It is one of the few under plays that I actually like this week and like enough to put some money on it. So I'm closing the show out. Listen, I like to close the show out on a bet. If you, if you, if you download and listen to every single episode, I try to close the show, uh, the, the NFL show out on a bet. So I can't bet on the actual game, but I do love the under here. So there you go. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to bet the over, you're betting that the Jets can score. And they've only done that twice. You know, before that New England game two weeks ago, they had 9, 10, 0, and 10. Even with their two outbursts against the Patriots and the Broncos, they still on the season average only 13.4 points per game. As much as I'd love to go over, I need the Chargers to probably cover 40 of those points. So I'm going to lean the under here as well. Yeah, I, I think that you can count on the Chargers doing their point part. They'll score some points. The question is, will the Jets score there? So I'm in complete agreement with you, Panther. I think that the Jets aren't going to do their part, and the game goes under, but not by enough for me to bet it. So I'm just going to lean the the under. Man, I was geared up. I was ready to, to end on a high note, but Max, you stole it. This is an under bet. Uh, I, don't, I can't envision how they're going to get to 46, let alone 46 and a half. Uh, so yeah, I'm going to bet the under with you. Thumb and Louise right over the cliff. And just like Beavis and Butthead. All times, all times, buddy. <laughs> yep. Beavis and Butthead, the, the, the Jets are never going to score. <laughs> all the games, all the totals, all the sides, everything that's happening on Sunday, but that's it. That is it. Hey, listen, some some NBA news too as well. I don't know if you guys saw uh, Lakers got uh, Montrezl Harrell. He was the sixth man on the Clippers. He's he's jumping ship and heading to the Lakers. Uh, the, Dwight Howard is leaving the Lakers, heading to Philadelphia there. Um, Steven Adams is now a Pelican, so the Celtics hope of getting Adams is out the window. In fact, they shedded a big man by uh, sending Enos Cantor back to Portland. But the funniest news of, of the NBA trading, uh, I, I can't wait to see how this plays out. Trevor Ariza... For the third time in a week, has been traded. <laughs> he is now off to Oklahoma City uh, after uh, Houston, Detroit. Uh, I mean, this the uh, uh, Portland. I mean, this dude's been bouncing all over Phoenix. I think uh, he's just all over the place. Who knows where this guy's going to end up? So, pretty funny stuff. Uh, but yeah, so that is it. Head over to AbsoluteDegeneracy.com to help support Degeneracy by buying our t-shirts, buying our hats, all that at the Degen shop. Make sure to download the Degen's app for Android or iOS. Let us know what you think about our picks, your picks, anyone's picks. You can listen to us on that app or on Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Pod, Amazon Podcast, Google Pod, Podcast Addict, TuneIn, Podzell, and iHeartRadio. No matter where you listen to us at, please, highest rating, comment, subscribe, download, and listen to every single episode. Rich, final words. Yes, we have a football Saturday and for Sunday. And yesterday we put the Nashville on there and the MLS to make soccer great again. And between the MLS and the uh, English Premier League for the next couple of days, I'll have some plus lines on home teams that probably have a pretty sh- good shot to win. But you're going to have to come to the website. You're going to have to register. Uh, and we won't spam you or anything like that because we're good about that. But you're also going to have to tell your friends about us. So let them know about us on Twitter. Let them know about us on Facebook. Let them know about us on Instagram. You can tell them, hey, look, there's a genius over there when it comes to football. And they'll say, really? College football? Is that Max? NFL football? Is that Panther or Arch? And you say, no. Soccer. Rich. Panther, I don't know what you're doing today. Oh, I know you're at home. You're probably working on your bathroom still. But... You got to take us home now. 
God, you would think after a fucking month I'd be done with that bathroom, but just work, 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 and Christmas, holidays, shopping, blah, blah, blah. Can you guys believe we went through this whole damn show and I only bet five games and no totals? That's, Arch, what have you done to me? Turning into Arch here. Oh, God. You guys, uh, we're missing a college football game today. No Clemson, Florida State. Notre Dame already wasn't playing, so whatever. Um, but you guys, get on the website. Get on the app. Let us know if you did anything last night. I went 3-1 and one on my plays. Uh, let us know what you're going to do tomorrow with the Sunday NFL slate. And when it's all said and done, kids, let's all make some money, fools. Information on this podcast may not be construed to offer any kind of investment advice or recommendations. Under no circumstances will the owner-operators of this podcast be held responsible for damages related to its contents. Panther wants, yeah, Panther always wants credits for his liens. But Nadio, if you go to the audio, by the way, Panther did bet FAU. Just going to say. He that, did that's FAU. Mm-hmm. That's when his, his his audio crapped out, and he had to come back in. And oh, I got him. I got. We got it in. Yeah, and he he was trying to hide behind that one today too. He's yeah. like, ah, I was three and all. I said I was three and one. <laughs> For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts, so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus. You can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.